Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is December 29th. Today we're going to continue in this week's Come Follow Me block in Moses chapter 1. But before we get there, we're talking a little bit before each lesson this week about ways that we can make the Old Testament more meaningful, more personal, and more of a sacred experience for us this year. Something that I wanted to talk a little bit about is the idea of trying to personalize these stories. Now, what I mean by that is that it's really easy sometimes to read these stories and to think of them as fictional characters in a fairy tale that happened a long time ago. It wasn't real. But it's so important to humanize these people that we're going to be reading about. And I like to do that by asking myself questions. Questions like, what do I think Moses was feeling in this moment? Or what must Abraham and his wife be experiencing right now? Even though the scriptures sometimes don't offer us that insight, I like to put myself in their shoes and in their mindset and in their mind frame and try to figure out how they would have viewed this and what they would have felt, what they would have been going through, thoughts that they would have been having. And by doing that, it kind of personalizes the scriptures for me and lets these people who lived thousands of years ago kind of come to life for me. Doing so has improved my scripture study and it has improved my ability to connect to the Old Testament. So let's jump in to Moses chapter one. Now we talked a little bit about verses one and two yesterday, but let's talk a little bit more about Moses's experience here and what the Lord is going to tell him. What I love about this is that in this moment, when the Lord is standing before Moses, they're talking face to face and he could have told Moses anything. Moses was about to go through some really difficult challenges he was going to have some faith-stretching experiences. And in this moment, face-to-face -face with the Lord, when he could have told him anything like, it's okay, have faith, it's okay, in this moment, just do this. Of all the instruction that God could have given Moses in that moment, let's take a look at what he teaches him. I think what he teaches him in this moment can teach us what he wants us to know and understand as we're encountering our own difficulties and our own trials. So in Moses chapter one, starting in verse three, it says, and God spake unto Moses saying, behold, I am the Lord God almighty and endless is my name for I am without beginning of days or end of years. And is this not endless? And behold, thou art my son. Wherefore look, and I will show thee the workmanship of mine hands, but not all. For my works are without end, and also my words, for they never cease. Wherefore, no man can behold all my works, except he behold all my glory. And no man can behold all my glory, and afterwards remain in the flesh on the earth. And I have a work for thee, Moses, my son, and thou art in similitude of mine only begotten. And mine only begotten is and shall be the Savior, for he is full of grace and truth. But there is no God beside me, and all things are present with me for I know them all. And now, behold, this one thing I show unto thee, Moses, my son, for thou art in the world, and now I show it unto thee. Now, there are a couple things here that I love and I think are so important to recognize. First of all, God is trying to teach Moses about his own identity, about who he is. Imagine what that must have been like for Moses. Moses was one of the children of Israel. He was one of the Jews, yet he was raised among the Egyptians. 
He must have looked different than all of them. In fact, his name, Moses, means pulled from the water. Some biblical scholars actually even believe that Moses means son of no one. And so imagine Moses and his identity struggles, growing up, looking different from everyone around him, having a name that literally means rescued or pulled from the water. He must have spent a great deal of his life wondering where he belonged, who he belonged to, where he fit in. And yet in this moment, when God could have taught him anything, could have told him anything, he taught and reassured Moses of his own identity, who he was, yes, but also whose he was, that he wasn't a son of no one, that he wasn't just pulled from the water, but that he is a son of God. Now, what I love about that also is that God doesn't just say, hey, you're my son, and then say, all right, see you later. But he also then teaches Moses about who he is as God. He calls himself Almighty. He calls himself endless. And then he shows unto him his works, all the things that he has done. So my friends, the question is, in this moment when God could have shown him anything, taught him anything, said anything, why this one thing? Why did he want to teach Moses about who he was as God and about who Moses was as his child. To answer that question, let's take a look at a quote by President Hinckley. Now, in this quote, he's speaking directly to the young women of the church, but this is true for all of us. So he says daughter, but I'm going to change it to children. President Hinckley said, you are creatures of divinity. You are children of the almighty. Limitless is your potential. Never forget that you came to earth as a child of the divine father with something of divinity in your very makeup. The Lord did not send you here to fail. He did not give you life to waste it. Now, what I love about this is President Hinckley teaches us that we came to earth as children of the divine father with something of divinity in our very makeup, meaning our spiritual DNA is that of an all-knowing, all-loving, all-powerful father and mother in heaven with all their attributes all their goodness, all their power, all their knowledge, that makes up who we are. That is how DNA works. For example, my son is a spitting image of my husband, but he acts just like me, bless his heart. And my daughter is my mini-me, but she has the personality of my husband. My children have these character traits of both me and my husband, and physical traits of both me and my husband interwoven into who they are. Now, my husband is incredible musically. He is very, very gifted musically. And I'm sure my kids have been blessed with that talent. But that doesn't mean that they're going to sit down at the piano and begin playing beautifully and perfectly from day one, as much as my son wishes that were true. Instead, they've been blessed with good genetics to probably have that talent, but they have to work at it. They have to continue to try and to strive and to develop those talents. Now, my friends, the same is true with you and I. Oftentimes we look at ourselves and we think, oh, well, I just don't have that Christ-like attribute. I wasn't blessed with faith or charity. I don't have the Christ-like attribute of kindness or patience or diligence or humility. But my friends, that's not true. You and I, because of our spiritual genetics, our spiritual DNA, have been blessed with the ability to become like our Father in Heaven. 
just like a kitten becomes a cat or a puppy becomes a dog, we can become like our father in heaven because we have the genetics to become like him. But just like my son can't sit down at a piano and start playing a masterpiece right now, we have to also work on those attributes, strive to become more like him. But the blessing of the plan of God is that we don't have to develop those attributes on our own. Because of the Savior Jesus Christ, because of his grace, because of his enabling power, we have strength beyond our own to become like the Father. We have strength beyond our own as we try and as we use the atonement to develop more patience. We have strength beyond our own as we try and use the atonement of Jesus Christ to develop more faith, more charity, more kindness, more humility, more diligence. Those Christ-like attributes are attributes of the Father, and they are woven into our spiritual DNA, and we can obtain them. God's plan of salvation was for us to obtain them as we use the atonement and as we try continuously to become more like him. And that was the great lesson for Moses, to know who he was, yes, but to also understand whose he was. And my friends, that is the great lesson for you and I today, to not only understand who we are as children of God, but to understand God himself and who we can become. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.